0: Hi, this is Rachel
1: McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy.
0: And this is wonderful.
1: Hot days in the summertime, we're here for you. We're here for you to keep it cool. It's a show where we talk about things that are good that we like that we're into.
0: The sun is out and we both at this moment have our guns out.
1: That is true. Rachel said to me yesterday, I never want you to wear sleeves again. Made me feel very good about myself and my arms and my strength and and my power. And my, my strength and power, I protect my family. <laughs> I protect my family with my big arms. Both of them, left one and a right one.
0: I declared Griffin Mr. July yesterday. That's true. We were out on the trampoline, uh, had a little sprinkler going.
1: Kids hated it
0: kids griffin was working so hard to try and
1: sell it to them woo i was literally shouting like woo
0: having fun (laughs) i'm just gonna stand right under this and let the water get on my face look i shouted
1: shouted, hot fun in the summertime we're keeping it cool here i'm wonderful i said that to our sons and they were like (laughs) what daddy i don't um yeah it was it was a good time i'm gonna say that's my small wonder is playing on a trampoline with a sprinkler they make trampoline sprinklers and there's sprinklers that strap onto your tr- your Trampo and then they spin around and they spray water all over the dang place. It's fun to bounce and It's fun to be wet.
0: I will say I noticed that the sprinkler that we bought said for ages three and up. So we were definitely taking a risk by yeah. allowing our two-year-old out there who did slip and fall several times. So
1: many times. <laughs> Six-year-old also slipped and fell a lot yeah. of times. I did not because <laughs> I'm a big man. Strong body, strong legs, don't let me fall down.
0: You're coming with a lot of confidence this week.
1: What can I say? My wife told me that I shouldn't wear sleeves anymore. <laughs> Gave me It really uh, gassed me up, as the mm-hmm. teens say. Do you have a small wonder? I got my face cleaned. You sure did.
0: I went to a place right before we started recording, got my face cleaned. Uh, I like how- It's a facial.
1: You got a facial. You I know. I that fa- word
0: makes me sound like too fancy, though a facial? The word facial makes me sound like fancy, I think. You
1: got to de- you got to de- deconstruct that. <laughs> I feel like you I feel like it's normal to get somebody to take care of you a little bit like that.
0: Well, okay, so I got a facial.
1: Yeah. Lol. Um, <laughs> I'm just highfalutin over here.
0: Uh, And the thing, I don't know what they do. They put like 17 creams on your face of varying thicknesses and uh, colors.
1: Is that an estimation or is that exactly how many creams they put?
0: It's an estimation, but it's not far off. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. Uh, And you leave so shiny.
1: Yeah.
0: uh, And it always makes you feel good. I can see
1: myself in in your face. (laughs) That sounds like a line. It sounds like you're hitting. I can see my arms in your face.
0: (laughs) It seems like you're hitting on me a little bit.
1: I am a little bit. Um, <laughs> I go first this week. Yes. I'm going to talk about something we brought as a small wonder before. Um, okay. But it's I think it's ready to be elevated to big wonder status. Um, I'm going to move my keyboard because I'm, you know, I got my legs up. I got, I'm got kicking it up because it's, it's keeping it cool in the summertime. I don't want to hit the space bar and stop our fucking recording. The Bear. I'm talking about the television show, The Bear. Oh, good for you. Can't stop talking about The Bear. Can't stop thinking about The Bear. Got my bros watching The Bear. Well, I got Travis watching The Bear, and he watched one season and, like, a day,
0: yeah, uh, that is what's good about Travis is if you can sell him, yeah. he will finish it immediately. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, yeah, he also watched all of Siren in like uh, a, a little less than a week, which has been really fun. Getting texts from him, like team, 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 uh, soldier for life. Like, wow, okay, team soldier. Are you sure? Um, I think the Bear might be my favorite television show that exists right now. Wow, it does um,
0: combine a lot of things you like.
1: It does. It. Do- I, I mean, objectively, like. When I think about like the quality of the television show, when I think about how much I enjoy it, how special it feels, like how unique a, a, a show it is, how many emotions it is able to elicit from me, like I don't think yeah. there's anything else that really comes close. Well, and
0: have you thought about the poignancy of watching a show about family members that start a business together? <laughs>
1: No, not until this moment, but yeah, it is. I mean, I would like to think that the way we run shit is a little bit less yeah. stressful no, than yeah. the bear.
0: Not as volatile, uh, definitely not as much um, hostility. No. no. Uh, but I would say, you know, the challenges are... There <laughs> there,
1: they're there, um I talked about the bear season one as a small wonder, uh, and then, in our recap episode last December of like the best TV of the year, I mentioned the first season, which is good because the first season's great. The second season of the bear is a miraculous thing, and uh all I want to do is talk about it, which is great because that's what this tell this this podcast program is all about. Um, I want to avoid spoilers because i I would hate to ruin any of the kind of like big swings that this show takes before people can watch it. But that'll be kind of difficult because my favorite thing about the bear is the arcs that the characters go on, which are inherently very spoilable. Um, So I'm going to try and uh, uh, avoid that to the best of my ability. So the bear, if you don't know anything about it, which I think is unlikely because I think everybody's kind of talking about this television show. I will say
0: the name of the show does not give you a lot to go on, though. So it's probably helpful for people
1: to hear what it's about. We also watched Cocaine Bear, This past weekend, (laughs) which is a different type of bear, um, far gorier, a far gorier affair. Um, This is non-cocaine bear. People may do cocaine in it. I have not. I can't remember off the top of my head.
0: A live bear is not featured
1: in That's not true, actually. In the first season, you get there's a live live bear bear that he kind of like symbolically... Anyway... So again, spoilers. The bear. It's on Hulu. You can watch it if you if you got that. Um, it's about a restaurant in Chicago, Chicago Beef Restaurant. Restaurant. It's a Chicago <laughs> Beef Restaurant joint um, where the main character Carmi, has come to take over after his brother's passing, and it's just this greasy spoon, hectic, uh, unambitious sandwich spot. And Carmy is this genius like MasterChef, who has worked in some of the best restaurants in the world, like fine dining, executive chef, high-level dude. Um, And a lot of the first season is about sort of the friction between him and the staff as he tries to modernize and improve this Greasy Spoon restaurant. Uh, And the staff is just incredible. Uh, There is his asshole cousin, Richie, who doesn't want anything to change, Uh, Largely because he's also dealing with the passing of of, uh, Michael, Carmi's brother. Um, There is Tina, who's like this line cook that starts off making fun of Carmi and giving him a really hard time. But eventually becomes like deeply curious about the kind of stuff that he's bringing to the table. Uh, There's Marcus, who's the pastry chef, who discovers he has this latent pastry ability that he just gets so uh, energized by. Uh, there's Sydney who is a chef that Carmi hires who is also brilliant and definitely ambitious. the
0: catalyst right Yeah, like for a i lot don't of think carmi could have turned
1: the culture without her right and and she works as sort of his teammate to help with this big modernization um the the show is incredibly stressful um that that is the thing people talk about when they talk about the bear is just it's it is a very stressful time and part of that is just like on a here's how a kitchen works level it is very hectic to be inside of a building where you have to cook a bunch of different kinds of food for large groups of people that sort of circle in and out right that's yeah a and that job. it
0: it has to be on the tightest timeline possible right
1: uh Uh, There's also like the sort of interpersonal conflict level. There is the dealing with grief and loss uh, with this like, you know, specter of Carmi's brother that just sort of looms large over the the place and the people that work in it. Money is tight. Things are always breaking. People fight a lot as they sort of try to get through their stuff, etc. Here is the thing about The Bear is that it is an uplifting show on a very profound level despite all of that stress, despite all that stuff, or maybe because of it, right? While watching the second season, I could not stop thinking and comparing it to Ted Lasso, which we uh, watched all of. And I don't like dumping on stuff here on Wonderful because I know lots of people like different kinds of things. I was personally like, Hugely disappointed in the last season of Ted Lasso, partially because I just didn't think it was very good, like I didn't think it was very very well uh, very well made television at all. but my biggest problem is it is that it like it's a show also about sort of uplifting character moments and redemption and all this stuff, but the last season of that of that television show did not show its work on all, any of those sort yeah, of arcs. Like, right? at all it was we uh, were just
0: told as the viewer that some transformations had happened but we didn't we didn't episodes. see most of them Many,
1: the biggest episode the biggest moments that you could want the biggest sort of like conversations that you could want to see yeah. the biggest uh turning points and moments of growth uh you, that that you wanted to see from those characters the show literally skipped over whole cloth
0: i was so incredulous about it i kept getting in my head like maybe they're doing this on purpose maybe there's a message in not showing us what we want to see and then i was like spending a lot of time and i was like no that's that's still not enjoyable television
1: the bear (laughs) gets the fuck in there man like it it gets really really heavy in how it shows the the change as it happens and it shows the work that goes into it. And that's hard to watch. Like there are, there are episodes that are difficult to watch. There is in season 1 a uh, a or a one-shot episode that is a single shot 17 minutes long. It's quite short compared to the rest of the season. That is a a, a hard a bumpy ride. Uh, yeah. But like seeing that stuff makes the positivity and the camaraderie hit so much harder because you know what went into it. Yeah. And that is, uh, that is really something magical. That is a really tough tightrope to walk. And, well, and the show walks it so well.
0: And I think the similarity, too, to Ted Lasso is that it's like a team. Like, you really get a sense of a team as this show builds, you know?
1: Travis, just texted me. <laughs> just texted me as you were talking. Uh, and literally, he said, uh, holy shit, that one-shot ep followed by the season finale? So... You, you get the Travis McRoy seal of approval. Blew me away, he says. You get the Travis McRoy seal of approval on that. Season two, season one's great, right? Incredible, incredible television. Season two is even better. It takes a really unique approach where nearly every episode is focused on a single character. And it does something in those like focused episodes that usually drives me up a wall, which is that you don't see the like main cast interact with each other a ton, uh, certainly not as much as you did in, in season one when they're all just kind of in the shit, in the battleground together, episode after episode, just grinding it out. Season two is it, – it goes on some pretty long diversions, right? Like one character goes to Copenhagen to train at like a super high-end restaurant for a while.
0: And this this requires a lot of buy-in as a viewer. Like it really had to earn this in the first season because – there are a lot of like practical things that go into the second season that just kind of aren't explained, no. but you just kind of have to be like, Yeah, they have the budget to send this person here, <laughs> right? And yeah, sure, somebody can fundamentally change their outlook in a week, <laughs> right? Uh,
1: it, it, that all that stuff is tough, right? Like, doing a whole character transformation in a single 35 minute episode. Yeah. I can't I don't think any other television show can really pull that off, right? Especially not in in the kind of sequence that The Bear season 2 does it, which is like this episode is this character's episode, this episode is this character's episode, this episode is this character's episode. Then there's going to be like a double long full flashback episode that is completely detached yeah. chronologically from the rest of the episode and from the rest of the season. And then the next episode is focused on this character. Like that shit should not work and yet it does, yeah. and it strengthens each character individually so that when they all come back together at the end of the season, it is spellbinding television. It's,
0: it, And I think, to my to my point I made earlier about the fact that they undergo these transformations in such a short amount of time, is it kind of helps you realize how tenuous this is. Like, they all have, like, really invested in optimism and this vision and improving themselves – but it is new for all of them and scary for all of them. And so in this like finale of the second season where it's all being put to the test, yeah. like you realize like, ooh, this is really tenuous.
1: <laughs> it's also not like totally clean, right? Like even though it is uplifting and you you see these characters uh who, who love each other working very, very hard to make this dream come true. Uh, and it is it there are definitely feel-good moments that come out of that, like there is this constant message of sacrifice and uh you, you know th- this job demands a lot of you and it does not shy away from that especially in the season finale uh yeah. which is like just fucking amazing amazing stuff and and i think that that's you know that is cool again compared to a ted lasso that is comparatively i think pretty pretty saccharine uh you know in in the way that wow. it handles Happy, happy outcomes.
0: And also just like, whether or not it's okay to want good things for yourself. I feel like that is something that all of the characters face of like, do I deserve this? Have I earned this? Like this world of fine dining that is so foreign to me that I've just been thrust into, like, can I hang? Like how relatable, like how relatable for anybody that is changing careers or starting something new, like- very like sophisticated in like the 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 way of handling it, yeah. you know, not just like oh I'm angry because it's change, and then like oh but now I've like it. Like yeah. there's a lot there's more nuance, way 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 more <laughs> to it than that.
1: You, you mentioned the way that it portrays fine dining. The tone of the show is is really really refreshing because it is it's all about especially season two is all about fine dining, right? But it it doesn't portray it as this stuffy snobby thing but as like a celebratory like high act of service and that is such an interesting way of we've watched you know so many shows about cooking we've watched so much top chef uh, which is about most of the time sociopaths sort of exploring (laughs) the highest level of food as art, right? Yeah. This kind of takes it in a completely different direction, uh, particularly in uh, episode seven of this season called Forks. It's my favorite episode of TV that I've seen in forever because it flips that on its ear and is about like, we can make someone's day or we can give someone a really, yeah. really unforgettable special moment. Uh, the writing is incredible. The cinematography is amazing. The performances are Next level good. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack, the 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 food, it's all just so incredible. It's funny. It's very sad. It is lovely. Uh, I can't. I cannot say enough about about the bear. The bear. The television show is amazing. The bear season two is one of the most spectacular things i've I've seen on TV, and I'm recommending it to everyone because I think everyone. I think everyone would enjoy it if they can kind of get if they can ride out the the choppy waters uh, of of the stress. Yeah,
0: I mean the first season for me was more stressful than the second. I mean the second is stressful, but the first season was more like I need to watch something to come down. Yeah, sure. Whereas the second season, I don't know if it was because I had kind of familiarized myself with the tone and I was more prepared, but I didn't feel that as much the second season. Yeah,
1: Uh, go watch it if you can. It's. Really, really good. Can I steal you away?
0: Yes Griffin, yeah,
1: you know it's a shame. what?
0: Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner.
1: That's true because of the
0: law. but wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk?
1: The law is different now <laughs> It's factor. Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters with, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom (laughs) gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this, This menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food.
0: So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off.
1: It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, There's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis website design Hey, Fun listeners, this is Cameron Esposito. I'm a stand-up comic, actor, writer, best-selling author, and podcaster. I got a great show called Query where I interview LGBTQ plus luminaries across, oh, a bunch of fields. People in entertainment, astronauts, musicians, rock stars. I am bringing the show to Maximum Fun. You can listen right now, and I am so happy to be on this network. We have new episodes out every Monday. You can listen at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: It's official. MaxFun has become a co-op. We're now a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by
1: you. Thanks to supporters and listeners like you, MaxFun will always be a place where employees have a say.
0: Thanks to you, shows can continue to partner with an independent,
1: values-driven network. Thanks to you, we're able to carry on our commitment to our shows and the community we've grown together. Learn more about what becoming a co-op means for us and you
0: at MaximumFun.org slash co-op. That's MaximumFun.org slash C-O-O-P. Uh, All right, so my thing this week. Yes. Hydration. Yes. We have not talked about this. Okay. I did a search on water. I did a search on hydrate. Yeah. We have talked about water in other contexts.
1: Sure, swimming, (laughs) splashing.
0: But not putting it in- uh, Your
1: body to get get wet. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. (laughs) Inside wet.
0: Um, This is something I was thinking about, both because you've gotten back on your giant jug- You know, train a
1: giant jug.
0: It's a pretty big jug. It's bigger than your head.
1: Okay. (laughs) Do I have a giant head? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do.
0: No, how many many ounces in that? I don't
1: even know. 32, maybe. It seems like more than that to me. 64. It's 32 (laughs) to 64. We'll call it 48. Uh,
0: (laughs) So that got me thinking about it. And also, I was talking about it with our friend. Friend Alex over the weekend about how when we were kids, people didn't carry water bottles with them. No, you know, and I and I really kind of wanted to get into that a little bit because I was like, why? Obviously, we have known for a long time that people need water to live.
1: Yeah, but I feel like (laughs) I feel like I did not see people using Contigo water bottles. Yeah,
0: or like the Nalgene, like the big yeah. Until
1: I was like, man, Jesus, like twenty. 2010? That's like the
0: thing. I don't remember people having water bottles when I was in college. Yeah, I don't, I don't really remember that either. seems
1: crazy. It seems wild to me.
0: And, I, and so I found this article um, <laughs> called Why Millennials Have a Weird Relationship with Water. Okay. It's an article by Vice that came out in 2021. I'm going to guess it's boomers' fault.
1: They didn't do a good enough job. I mean,
0: it's a a lot of things. Okay. Um, (laughs) As
1: tempting as it is. Boomers has drank all the water, (laughs) so we didn't get any of it.
0: But the, the author talks about how like the idea of taking their child anywhere without water is like- Unthinkable. Right? Like this is a big stress for us. Yes. Both like, did we bring the water bottle and do we still have the water bottle? I lose
1: water th- bottles like it's my <laughs>
0: part-time job. So many times Griffin and I will go somewhere and I will look at both of his hands and I'll be like, hey- Where's the water bottle hey, you where were holding is it? 45 <laughs> seconds ago? Uh, so there's a few things that- are related to this. I mean, I can talk about the benefits of water, and I will a little bit at the end. But I think People it was more know what it is. We're made up more interesting to me. So, uh, first of all, we kind of grew up in the age of like fruit punch. Oh yeah, you know, like the the Capri Sun, like the the Hawaiian Punch, High C, Sunny D, all of that. Very popular. <laughs> this is, the author mentions the twenty-four ounce Arizona iced tea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, I never messed with that. All the other stuff I was vibing on and thinking yeah. also while you were saying that list, like, fuck, all that stuff is better than water, though. Dang it. It tastes so much better to drink that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what I what I always forget about is the food pyramid didn't come out until 1995. Okay. So when we were coming up, everybody was freaking out about fat. Everything was like low fat. Uh, but sugar was not as troubling to people people like didn't really they knew that sugar was bad for your teeth but the idea that consuming a lot of sugar and giving your children sugar was just bad for them nutritionally like no one was talking about that yeah and and i again i'm not saying that sugar is bad i'm saying that this focus on fruit drinks was not like concerning to our parents It didn't seem any better or worse no because it
1: tasted so good (laughs) and it made us so happy to drink it
0: um, there was also a like shrinking number of water fountains. In the 1980s, the EPA had discovered high levels of lead contaminating the water and public fountains. So a lot of them were just removed. Hmm. It just like wasn't accessible. Uh, there was also the, the whole increase of milk. Apparently milk was ramped up during World War II. Uh, and so- well, wh- the
1: cows were very patriotic. <laughs> they were like, our 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 boys need our help over there. Get, get squirting.
0: A little like cow making a muscle saying uh-huh. like, we can do it.
1: We can moo it. it was, no, that's good. Thanks. That's what it said, the posters, the cow posters. The cow the patriotic posters. Cows.
0: Yeah. Uh, so milk started declining in the 80s, which is when they invested American- Dairy Farmers invested in the Got Milk campaign. Yes. So all of a sudden it was like, everybody was like, you should be drinking more milk.
1: Fucking unfathomable to me that there was a huge period of my life where I would go to the (laughs) fridge with a big cup, fill that cup with milk. Uh Uh-huh. You know, the cooking ingredient and then just drink that? Yeah. In my body? Pediatricians now are
0: so chill on milk. Yeah, Like I feel like they recognize obviously as a very young child that is important because you were building these bones and these teeth. But then the older your kid gets, the more they're like, you can cut back. You're fine.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's because they realized that poor little Griffin Macro was curled up on the sofa, <laughs> writhing in pain minutes later. Like, oh man, my bones are getting so strong. It hurts. Right
0: around the whole time of like, perrier and then there's the obesity epidemic people start talking about water more (laughs) okay (laughs) um and uh millennials became really big on this like organic clean choice of like how do we how do we live more consciously how do we eat more responsibly uh and so people started realizing that there was (laughs) money and water <laughs> yes uh and now and now it's like a huge industry i mean you and i like hardly ever drink anything that is just not water it's, That's a, right. it's a sparkling water not bottled wa- not not
1: like we don't no. buy Aqu- aquavina um but we we do almost always have a, a reusable guy ready to ready to rock and roll
0: uh so how much water do you drink how much
1: is water are you drinking? <laughs> How much water are you drinking?
0: The way that the Mayo Clinic article I'm looking at talks about the necessary amount of water consumption is how much water you're losing throughout the day. Okay,
1: that's interesting. So
0: it's not more like you need this much to be a smart person. It's more like you need to replenish this much.
1: That's great. Because we did also overcorrect where there are lots of people like you need to drink 16 gallons of water every day, or you will die before you are 50 years old. And then everybody's like, are you sure it hurts to drink this much water? (laughs) And now I think we've chilled on it. Yeah. A a lot of
0: people were like, I don't really think there's a benefit past a certain point. So so the article I'm looking at um, that came from the National Academies of Science, Engineering and Medicine determined that between two and a half and three and a half liters of fluid a day.
1: That could be any amount of fluid. (laughs) That can be any amount of
0: fluid. Well, you think about like a one liter of soda.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So then you can kind of visualize okay, what it yeah, looks like. It's sure. not an absurd amount. No, it's not. Wow. Um, but yeah, like depending on your environment and your exercise and whether you're, you know, pregnant or have other health conditions, obviously that varies. Um, But the idea is that you should rarely feel thirsty. And then, you know, that pee, you know what that pee should look like, right?
1: Oh, I know what that pee should look like.
0: It should be like what they describe as straw colored. <laughs>
1: straw color? yeah
0: in our agrarian nation most of us can identify what straw, straw looks like on
1: site yeah for sure
0: <laughs> when so when you drink too much water your uh kidneys can't get rid of the excess water and so the sodium in your blood can start to become diluted so there is – there. it's important not to like – You
1: want a little bit of sodium. Go
0: too hard. Yeah, for
1: sure. Then you got a pretzel up just to sort of balance <laughs> your humors.
0: God, I love pretzels so much. Yeah, I know you do. Um, But the idea is that, you know, more water, it helps with your physical performance. Dehydration can cause a lot of issues in like in your mental strength and your reaction time. Um, there's all this like studies that say like if you – just lose like 1% of water after exercise, it can impair your mood and concentration. Oh, yeah! Um,
1: I, I, one of the most empowering things as an adult that I have learned is that 90% of my mental and physical problems can be addressed by drinking a glass of water <laughs> and just doing a little bit of box breathing.
0: Yeah, just like so
1: true. Re- replenishing the wet and the air in my body, like it's some sort of car that that is <laughs> it, 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 one of my check engine lights comes on yeah and i drink a glass of water and just do some breathing that is
0: my immediate response so headache is one of the most common symptoms of dehydration and yeah. that's my immediate response anytime griffin's like i have a headache i'm like
1: drink water Are and you i there? drink it and i'm like "Nope, oh, yep there it goes <laughs> that's
0: what it, that's what it was kidney stones obviously you can improve your uh your situation with the kidneys
1: that's true Um, I stopped drinking brown soda pretty much when right. kidney soda. I had to have surgically removed while I was in college. Just the worst pain I think I've maybe ever felt. And then I just stopped doing doing that, just drinking water, and they've never come back.
0: Uh, A big concern we have lately, too. So now that we have a two-year-old, we are very concerned with constipation. Uh, Water is good for that. Yeah, Uh, He needs to be drinking constant water all the time. Can prevent hangovers. Alcohol apparently makes you lose more water than you take in. Yes, uh, so you're supposed to drink more water. Big ups to,
1: to our friends Pete and Evan who taught me the yeah. one, one glass of water per like alcoholic beverage yeah that you drink at least and it's it really does wonders.
0: Um, yeah, we're so not
1: doctors, by the way. We're, we're not no, doctors, nor are our friends Pete and Evan. They are <laughs> the furthest thing in the world from medical professionals. No,
0: they just they had a habit of of. Creating events around day drinking, yeah. which none of us could really do past about four o'clock in the afternoon. Like the rest of our evening was over. And they yeah. could continue largely, I think, because of their commitment to yeah, water. Sure.
1: Um, yeah, I love hydration. It's great. Yeah. Summer months. Summer months. Keep it cool in this hot fun of the mm-hmm. summertime. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks to Bowen and Augustus for these for theme song "Money Won't Pay." You can find a link to that in the episode description. Um, thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Uh, we have a bunch of merch over at macroymerch.com. You can check out, including the Poetry Corner Candle, uh, which uh, I think we have one on the way here, which I can't. Oh, wait. Oh, good because uh, it the the smell profile on this one, folks, it's gonna rock your world.
0: I did get consultant on the creation of this candle, which yeah. I really appreciated was- as as the creator and. Uh, like groundskeeper of the poetry, of the poetry corner.
1: corner? <laughs> Is there much grounds to get? It's a corner.
0: But there's a lot of poetry in there and that you. can, you know, get overgrown.
1: Um, that's it for this episode. We're going to go now because I have to go pick up our son from summer camp uh, where hopefully he's been drinking lots of water. And make a lots of fun friends of memory, <laughs> four and memories Foursquare and crafts ashtray. I'm I'm waiting for those friendship bracelets. man. I, yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't think they do those anymore because of the choke. It's a choking hazard. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Fund.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.